0: Hello and welcome back. This is Consider This Northumberland and I'm your host Robert Washburn and you're listening to Northumberland 89.7 FM. Take a drive out into rural Northumberland. You will see all kinds of farms. It's easy to assume that most of those are family farms. Yet the family farm is in decline in Canada. Well over 90% of farms are family owned and operated, but barely half of those farms are sole proprietorships. The rest are either partnerships or corporations, according to Statistics Canada, in 2016. In a separate study in 2017, the average age of a farmer was 55 and rising. Young people were not taking over the family farm. Believe it or not, there are more farmers over 70 years of age than under 35. And the future is uncertain. 92% of farms have no written plan for who will take over. This next interview is special in several ways. First, it is an intimate interview with Katie and Paul Burnham. You will hear Paul talk about how his children are taking over their diverse farming business. You will also hear how they have adapted to business during the pandemic. The second thing that makes this special is my colleague Mark Cowan did the interview as a part of his show Focus on Business in Northumberland. It is a five to eight minute feature played multiple times through the week. The show started in April. In this full length interview, you will hear his reporting in greater depth. I hope you enjoy it. Today
1: we're gonna focus on Burnham Family Farm Market, and I'm joined on the line by Katie and Paul Burnham. Hello guys. Hi. Hello. Tell us a little bit about Burnham Family Farm Market, how long you guys have been in business, things that you do, both at the location and maybe at other sources like the farmer's market?
2: We've been in business since 1994. My parents actually opened the business then. My dad did the farming and my mom ran the market. It kind of started off small. You're doing some strawberries and apples with the existing orchard here. And then we added a bakery a year or two later and it just kind of grew from there. Our business focuses on selling our own and other local in Ontario produce. That's our main creed. We really want to promote local eating and supporting your local farmers and things like that. So we only sell produce that's grown in Ontario and try to keep as local as possible.
1: How long have you yourself involved with the business?
2: Um, well, it was sort of a second home for me growing up. started working. Well, we go to the Coburg Farmer's Market on Saturdays, and I started working there at a very young age. <laughs> then, you know, in high school, started working in the store itself. After university and working a couple years away from the business, I returned and have sort of been working my way in to uh, to take over once my parents decide to retire from that point on. so.
1: Paul, what are the changes like that you've seen over the years since 1994 to now, as far as what the market has started out as and what it is today?
3: Yeah, it's uh, day and night the difference. We started the existing building that was built back in the 80s. We kind of inherited that building when we bought the property. When we initially started, we only used half the building because we didn't have that much was to put on the floor so we had a wall down the middle and then each year we kind of moved that wall back a bit and we added freezers and moved the wall back a bit and then once we got the bakery going we had to have room for the bakery so we opened up the existing building to, to everything and then we each year business kept growing we started off just buying frozen pies and cooking them and converted to making our own pastry, making our own pie filling, developing a great tea biscuit recipe from my mother. That kind of really solidified the bakery portion. Two years ago, we built a 60 by 60 expansion on the back of the building, expanded the bakery so it's got lots of room to move, and put in more cold storage for apples and vegetables. It's just been a steady increase in capacity, steady increase in business. Pick your own operations always been there. Uh, It had a few bad years, uh, five or six years ago, but 2020, it really grew probably because of COVID, quite an exciting process because it started as a really small business and is now quite a going concern.
1: I want to ask you, Paul, before we get any further, what's it been like for you and Anne to not only grow this business, but then watch as your family grows into it and starts to run it with you and, and then ultimately after you?
3: Yeah, well, we told our children, we said, you know, don't feel you have to come back to farm. The business is here, and should we retire, then we can always sell a business or do whatever. We have four kids. Jennifer, right off the bat, she wanted a horse business, so she started the horse farm next door to us, next door to the market, and we built a couple riding stables there. And Mark, he always wanted to be a farmer. He's a natural fit into our cash cropping operation. Uh, like Kate says, she's the youngest, and she kind of went away, worked away for a couple of years, but then wanted to come back, and Amy, our second youngest. She went to University of Western Ontario. Again, she worked out of Toronto for a couple of years. Then she also wanted to come back. So all four kids have come back to the business. So it's quite gratifying to know that uh, they have the longing to be here, the the roots here, and it's going to be exciting going forward.
1: Up until March 2020, when the shutdown happened, what was a, a typical season like at the market? And at the farmers market in Coburg. Was there a large change when March came along in twenty twenty and that lockdown happened?
2: So I would say it changed just about everything that we did. Pre twenty twenty. You know, we run a seasonal business because we do only sell Ontario produce. We're open typically from May first to December twenty third and then we take the winter off when there's not a lot of us to sell. And you know it's The year starts off a little bit slow. We kind of get into the groove, and then summer hits, and all that beautiful Ontario produce is available, and we start going to the farmer's market, and we have our pick-your-own starting in June with strawberries. So the summers are really incredibly busy, and it kind of stays at that level until Thanksgiving or Halloween even, and then it kind of tapers off a bit as the winter weather creeps in. But no, there were no restrictions on, on the number of people or anything like that. Some days in the midsummer, we would have lineups to the back of the building, you know, and that's the way it was. When March 2020 hit, we were closed. We had been flirting with the idea of expanding our season and opening a month earlier. And obviously, to put a halt to that it wasn't the right year for that. Um, we really had to start thinking about how we were going to run our business in this new environment. We decided we were going to open May 1st as usual, but for the feeling of comfort and safety of our staff and our customers, we decided to do curbside only, uh, which meant that we also had to create an online store, which we had never had before. There was a lot of work that went into basically creating a brand new system for how we were going to operate. And we changed some, some things we do with our staffing, like we, we split up our staff into two separate shifts make sure there weren't any overlap in case, you know, we did become unfortunate enough to have an infection, then we would have kind of a backup staff that could come in and work. And also just to reduce the number of staff that were in the building at a time, you know, all of the procedures of sanitization and personal protective equipment, all of that had to be put into place, as well as creating this online store and a system for curbside pickup and making sure our customers knew how we were going to be operating.
1: And you had to do all of that in about six weeks.
2: Yeah, Yeah, we did.
1: Wow. (laughs) And how was that six weeks? Was it a little stressful?
2: Uh, You can say that. A little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It was definitely um, a daunting prospect. And and we had even, you know, toyed with the idea of pushing the opening date just to see how things were going. But it was so uncertain at that time. We, We had no idea how it was. Going to be and when it was going to be resolved, right? Um, but we did. We had some volunteers as well that really helped us through. Like we had um, one of my sister's boarders is a media marketing expert, is Shannon She runs her own business, but she volunteered to help us set up our online store. Nice. Took us a lot of hours to help us manage that, and then you know we had a couple other family volunteers and. Um, a former employee, they were like sewing masks for us because um, at that time too, like all of this personal protective equipment was hard to come by. We didn't have all of the supply we have now and it was, yeah, it was a bit of a scramble just trying to figure out where we were going to source everything and how we were going to do it in a way that was safe. So,
1: so May 1st comes along, you guys open up in a modified format with, with curbside only, Correct.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, how long did that exist before you were able to open up and allow people back into the market itself?
2: Yeah, so we did curbside until late, late June, mid late June. Um, we we pushed as long as possible to stay as long as possible to stay curbside only because we felt that was the safest way to do business, and we were able to do it. the for the customers as time went on we definitely heard more of our customers you know asking when we were going to open the store they were kind of missing that personal experience as the summer progressed and we had more crops coming in and we had our strawberries starting it just became clear that we were going to have to open up and by that time too you know we sort of knew more about the virus and how transmission worked and things like that so we felt we could open up and do it safely When the summer crops came on, that's when we decided that we were going to open the doors and do business that way as well. Now, we kept curbside going as well, and we did that for the whole season because we knew there were still some people that really valued that service and people that were more at risk and things like that. So we wanted to do both, and we were able to do that for the full season.
1: Now, Paul, you guys also... Have um, a stall at the farmers market in Coburg. How did that change? Because I know the farmers market didn't take off as normal last year either. No,
3: um, it opened in they Like there was a lot of negotiation with the town. Um, they first of all, they didn't want us to use the uh, the oval we call it, where the where the uh, fountain is. So they said, okay, you can use the parking lot just east of that. You can only have. 10 people at a time in the market. They have to walk in a circle one way through vendors. You can only have so many vendors. They have to be parked this way and that way. Uh, and you have to have people at the gates sanitizing. Uh, you have to have security there. It, it started off a very regimented, it almost military look, because we had police people in police uniforms trying to control the crowds. And
1: one of the nice things about going to a market is it's usually a relaxed um meet and greet type atmosphere that doesn't sound <laughs> it definitely wasn't that to start with. but
3: eventually um we talked with the town and we decided okay let's let's move to the oval and, and make it like before we re- removed the limited number of people uh, we still had greeters there sanitizing people as they came in we tried to get people to go in the circle the vendors had to be extra cautious when handling cash we had a system for that they also had to be separated from the public by a counter of six feet so that people couldn't get closer to the vendors than six feet so it it, it made a change it regained some of the atmosphere it had as the summer went on but there were still obviously changes everybody had to wear masks and things like that so it
1: was definitely different so katie there's another facet to your business that you kindly touched on for a moment there and that's the pick your own so the pick your own season starts in june you went through strawberries you went through raspberries you went through apples you went through the whole growing season of pick your own how did that change
2: kind of dissimilar to everything else you know you just had to add a few extra precautions you know we had to put in measures to make sure that people were picking far enough apart from each other that they were not within six We had to sort of change the way we were handling money. We actually accepted credit card and debit at the Pick Your Own for the first time ever just to try to reduce some of that cash handling. And there was, you know, extra sanitization and, and things like that. So, you know, just similar to every other business, really, just adding extra precautions to make sure we can do it safely. And, you know, I think it worked out really well. Like my dad said earlier, we had one of our best ever take your own years. And that's partially because we had a really good crop, but I think also people were just looking to get out yeah. um, and, and take advantage of these outdoor activities.
1: And we had a pretty good weather season last year too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good.
1: We make it through the fall, we get into Thanksgiving and then there's some concerns that numbers are starting to rise and we're looking at a, a second shutdown we talked about your hours and when you're open and you guys were lucky enough to close on the 23rd and then on the of December and on the 26th, everything shuts down a second time. So you squeaked
2: through that one. Yeah. Yeah. We were kind of closing just in the nick of time to avoid that lockdown. And, and I have to admit, I think we were pretty relieved. Really, you know, that's the normal time that our season ends and it just happened to coincide. Right. Um, But during a full year of these, Increased precautions and and limitations and things like that—it definitely took a a toll. (laughs) Right, it was a bit more of a stressful year than usual. Yeah, we we sort of got out just in time for that last lockdown.
1: So as you look forward to this year, and people are getting vaccinated, and we're looking at at some point we're going to no longer have pandemic rules to live by. What? Things have been put in place for the pandemic that you can see in the future continuing to use because your business has evolved and it would do better with it? And which things are you looking forward to saying, boy, I'm glad I'm not going to have to
2: do that again? <laughs> yeah, I think the online store has been the biggest plus for us. Um, it allows people to place orders. Um, very efficiently and and you, you can see the whole spectrum of our products and when, when we had our big Thanksgiving season and Christmas orders, those are always big order times and that's always a bit, you know, there's a lot of extra work to put in to get all those orders filled and the online store definitely eased that process a bit just with the digitization of, of the orders coming in. So I think, think, yeah, the online store is definitely something that we'll probably keep up with for the future. I also just think, you know, increased um, sanitization methods and things like that. I'm not sure for a while if people are going to be comfortable going back to the way we were. It's going to be interesting to see how um, people's own feelings evolve on that, even after the restrictions are gone. I think we're still going to have people polarized a bit on, on how that should be. So I can see stores, you know, continuing to offer sanitization at of the entrances and exits and things like that and for our own processes like just more more cleaning and things like like we've never had a cleaner store which is great (laughs) um you know maybe relax on that a little bit but you know there's been some benefits for sure and i yeah i'm not going to be sad to see masks go when the time comes that it seems that safe you know like it's hard working in midsummer with a hot mask on your face but then again no, you can try to get used to anything. And as long as you're doing it for a good reason, I think it's worth it.
1: So. Were you able to keep your staff intact the whole time?
2: Yeah, we had full staff the whole time. Probably didn't hire as much as we normally would in the spring because we were doing just curbside only, and we did want to limit staff numbers in the building at a time so we could stay socially distant. But then once we opened up, we did hire to our normal level of staff. And then we have a greeter at the entrance of the store just to make sure everyone's wearing their mask and to make sure we have the right number of people in the store. That added an extra position in a way that sort of enabled us to keep full staff on. Even when we got slowed down a bit in the winter, you know, made us able to keep everybody on and, and not reduce hours too much. So
1: Well, that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to let the listeners know exactly where they can find you, both your physical location, your online store, phone number, all that kind of great stuff. So, have at it.
2: Okay. (laughs) Uh, We're located at 7760 County Road 2, um, just in between Coburg and Port Hope. We're going to be opening up May 1st for this season. And uh, we'll be doing curbside and in store shopping just as we were uh, towards the end of last season. And we're going to be starting farmers market at the beginning of May as well. And that usually we stay there until after Halloween or just of Halloween. Um, and uh, you can find us online at www.burnhamfamilyfarmmarket.ca. You can also access our online store through that site as well. Um, The online store won't be opening until May 1st, just as the store will be, but you can find us there. Yeah, I just want to also send a shout-out, a thank you to all of our customers from last year. They really sort of got us through the hard times. If you were doubting that you were doing the right thing, just a few kind words from your customers made you realize that, you know, what you were doing was a valued service, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, we hope to have an even better 2021.
1: (laughs) Well, that's super. Well, I want to thank both you, Katie and Paul Burnham, for talking to us today and telling us all about your business. That
0: was Mark Cowan interviewing Katie and Paul Burnham as part of his new show, Focus on Business in Northumberland. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County